This is a GRDC podcast. 60 kilometres north of Esperance, Western Australia, and then another 25 kilometres east, is where grain grower Gavin Egan farms. The family property, Marambula, is a grains operation, producing wheat, barley, canola and field peas on Mallee soils and 425 mils of rain, which is the yearly average. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley. In today's podcast, we're going to hear about Gavin's long-running soil amelioration program and what it's done for his crop yields. It started a decade ago when Gavin began thinking about how he could improve his sandy, non-wetting soils. His first step was to bring in someone to do electromagnetic soil mapping. We got the farm surveyed by EM and radiometrics to work out depth to clay predominantly for a start and uh, to work out where to, where to go and where not to. So basically you had a map so that you could um, target specific areas? Yeah, we did. We had a, we had a map that, that we could go and look at because the soil surface in quite a lot of the farm looks the same but it's only the depth of clay that varies and a fair bit of ground truthing, digging holes, um, going out and having a look before we started. And because you do have that variability, what did that mean in terms of what you had to consider was going to be the course of action? What we had to consider was the the non-wetting sand was what we'd identified as being our limiting factor. And to combat that, we need to add clay to it, which by either delving or clay spreading. And that all that country also had issues with, with staggered weed germination, so... Now that it's it's been it's got clay in the in the surface, it, it wets up more evenly, and we get a lot better weed control as well. So, when you actually started your amelioration, what did you have to do to get it to the result that you wanted? On the deeper sands that we couldn't delve, that was too deep for the for the delver to pull clay up, we actually clay spread those areas, and then. Where the clay is close enough, we've we've delved delved up the clay. Then we've uh, deep ripped it all. So that's after the delving and the clay spreading, we've deep ripped all of it. And then we've used a spader to incorporate it and break clods down. Now we are we're actually rolling after that as well, just to try and level a bit more country up. So did your neighbours look at this and think, "Wow, that's a lot of work"? Ah, uh, yeah, certainly. Yeah, the neighbours have. Been looking over the fence, going, why is he creating so much work for himself in the summertime when he should be at the beach? But uh, yeah, we had to do something, and it's it's proved to be very beneficial uh, with the gains of yields that we've had. Uh, it's helped us decrease the weed issues that we've had, and um, yeah, it's gone part the way to drought proofing the the farm. So let's talk a little bit more about those benefits. When you say improving the yields, what did you used to get on that country? And then after the um, uh, strategic tillage, what have been the results? Uh, so most of the country that we've we've delved sort of before we did anything was sort of only two to two and a half tonne to the hectare of cereals. Very hard to get crop up in a in a drier type start, very patchy, weedy, that sort of thing. And now we're we're not really getting under four tonne in those areas. Yeah, even even up to five, uh, even germinations and a lot less weeds. How long do you keep seeing 
these results after you've finished your uh, delving? The first country we did seven years ago, we're still seeing results on that now of increased yields, not to the varied extent, but it is still very good. You mentioned the uh, improvement in yields for the cereals. Has that also been the same for your canola? Uh, yes, the canola has, has got better as well. We don't run a big canola rotation, so a bit more limited data on that, but we've probably picked canola yields up of uh, anywhere from three to 500 kilos on that country probably. One of the other benefits you mentioned was the management of your weed seeds. What is the greatest thing you've seen there in terms of how you're treating your integrated weed management program, I suppose? Well, it's been a great benefit to our weed management program. When it rains now, the soil wets up evenly and all the weeds tend to germinate, so we get a good knockdown. Our our, um, pre-emergent sprays work work on that country now, whereas before they were probably only doing a 20% job. Um, and so therefore it just takes the pressure off in the rest of the paddock as well. Has it given you any challenges though with um, seeding and the pre-emergence? Uh, yes it has. We've been very very cautious on using pre-emergence in the year that we actually do the delving. We haven't been using any. We've been relying on in-crop sprays. Uh, this last year we did start doing a bit of pre-emergent but nerve-wracking but it seemed to work just need to be cautious on that I think especially if you get a bit of wind blow after seeding and you get a little bit of furrow fill that seems to be the only issue but it seems to be only on small areas that we have that problem. One of the other benefits you've mentioned is drought proofing the place so by that you mean you've improved the quality of the soils? Yeah we have yeah the areas that we've delved and clay spread we've we've greatly improved the quality there's there's earthworms back there now there's good incorporation of the organic matter that was there originally and yeah it's just given us the confidence that even in a dry finish we've we've got access to the moisture because we've made the bucket bigger and we've got access to more moisture at depth so therefore we know we're getting grain off that country every year now. From the results that you've seen would you encourage other growers that you know they really should be adopting this type of practice? Yeah, certainly. the The results that we've had on on our farms that we've been doing it on is it's greatly improved our bottom line by by going ahead and doing this. Even though it's a lot of work at the time, we're hoping it's a it's a one off hit in that that year that we do that work. And once you've got a stubble on it, you you get yield increases on that on that piece of country for well up to seven years at the moment and I'm sure it's going to keep keep continuing while we keep the traffic off it. How important is controlled traffic to you? This has made us very dedicated on getting our control traffic right because if you go to all this effort and ripping down you know the delver in some areas is down to a metre deep so once you start ripping a metre deep it's costing you a lot of time and money so we're getting very diligent on making sure we don't drive back over that country that we just stay on the on the tram lines to try and prolong the the gain that we get from the deep tillage for as long as possible. So ultimately how much of the total cropping area of the farm do you really hope to continue this treatment over? Uh, of our farm we've done about 20% of the area probably and we've probably Still got another maybe up to 20% to do. As we get more confident with ripping shallower soil types, that area might expand. 
but at the moment probably we'll end up probably doing it up to nearly 40% of the farm. So it won't be too long before you're spending summers back on the beach? Hopefully, yes, that'll be that'll be really good, but I'm sure we'll come up with something else to keep us occupied in the summertime. Esperance Port Zone grain grower, Gavin Egan. And you've been listening to a GRDC podcast. I'm Tony Crowley.